When there's stuff on your mind and it's feeling unclear, just hop on the mic and speak without fear. Let's air out. That's good. And hello. What's going on, ladies and folks? I am a, I'm a terrible content producer. I just can't stick to a schedule. Stick to a schedule. Can't even stick to a sentence. Um, but yeah, it's Friday. I still got a podcast out this week. It's going to be coming out late Friday evening. Terrible time to do a podcast because no one listens to them on the weekends. And you usually forget about them by Monday. But at least I, at least I got it out, which is, which is key. Um, there has been a lot, a lot going on in the life past past week that has kept me from the podcast you know we got some good stuff going on we got some some rough stuff going on you know i'm kind of in and out of having the blues but uh i guess the first thing that i want to talk about is the job hunt i I mentioned that last week i'm trying to find a job unemployment has just not been doing it for me sitting around at home i just i get sick of it i gotta get out of the house i gotta do something i'd rather earn my money than just have it i thought just put getting it put right in my bank account from the government would be sick it's not it's not that sick it's very boring you know i feel useless you know i'm not contributing so uh i've been searching for a job trying to find like a, a snow removal job was my ideal situation because that would be a seasonal job and then pretty much when the snow is gone is when I can go back to Westmount in the spring. And Westmount is like where I want to be. That's, uh, that's where I enjoy myself the most. Got a lot of friends there. Sounds like a lot of people I know are going back this summer. So it'll be super cool to get back to them come spring. But uh, yeah, I was just applying to a bunch of jobs on Indeed. Uh, started like two weeks ago when I moved in here. And uh, we had a lot of success on this job. And actually a very different experience. I applied to maybe nine jobs. And of those nine, I got four four interviews and then there's another like i'm still getting a bunch of indeed like offers like hey please apply to this job like 12 or so other jobs that were like reaching out like hey please apply to this we saw your resume we think you'd be a good fit so it was like not even so much me looking for a job as people looking for me and uh the very first place that uh, offered me an interview i interviewed with them on wednesday uh two days ago and uh, i was with a company called clintar uh, landscaping and snow removal for like commercial properties. Um, so they do like the parking lots and sidewalks all around, you know, big, uh, big storefronts and stuff like that, restaurants and, and all that stuff. And uh, I met with them and I, I loved it. The, the vibe was very much close to that town of Innisfil setup. Like their shop was all very clean and all set up well. Uh, gave me like a lot of really familiar feelings. And, um, it's a nice interview because when I walked in and sat down, she's like, hey, this is very casual. You've got the job already, which is a, a great feeling. I'm just there to chat at this point, just trying to like make a good impression and be like, hey, I'm going to be a fun person to work with here and just trying to like get to know them. Um, so that was super nice. And then at the end of the interview, the candidate, we kind of just talked in her office for a bit. Then she took me on a little tour around the, the yard in the shop. And she was actually, we have, a, we have someone else from Westmount that plows for us. And I'm like, oh, really? No way. Who was it? And she goes, uh, it's a guy named Lyle Gerber. Do you know him? And I'm like, yes, I do know Lyle Gerber. He was, uh, if you guys remember my podcast from way back when I started at Westmount, Lyle was like the guy I talked to the most, one of the old guys. Um, so it's super cool to know that he's working there. I don't know how much I'll see him because he's plowing and I'm salting. So it was like, a, I don't know if we'll cross paths much, but it'd be super cool to see just to bump into him at the shop one day or out on site. Uh, so I'm excited. That really like fired me up. Um, I had a second interview scheduled after Clintar, 
um but it was at like a dude's house for a landscaping company and i i was like i you know what this not gonna it's not gonna beat this job like 24 bucks an hour it's uh it's not guaranteed work it's like on call but looking at the weather coming up for the next couple weeks it looks like we're gonna be busy so i'm gonna make some some decent money um i wasn't sure because when i interviewed there was no snow on the ground at all and then i just came back from my orientation today and it had like snowed all night so i think those lucky horseshoes in my butt just uh coming in clutch again and making sure i'm gonna make some money and not sit around at home waiting for a waiting for a call which i spend a lot of time sitting around looking at my phone but not for a call from a person from not for a call for work but for a call or a text from a certain person but we'll get to that uh later on in this podcast uh yeah i had another interesting interview before that it was a phone interview first place in waterloo called lp landscaping and like we had messaged on indeed and like set up a, a zoom meeting and they said, all right, we're going to meet at 3 p.m. Laplace time. And I'm like, what the heck is Laplace time? I look it up and it's Bolivia. So I ended up having a phone interview with someone in Bolivia just asking like generic questions. You know, what you know, what do you think you're looking for in a job? What do you think you bring to the table on a job? What are your three strengths? What are your three weaknesses? And I, I could answer the three strengths, could not answer the three weaknesses because like my go-to three weaknesses, I've worked on them and now they've become my strengths. So I, I had nothing and I answered like, I was like, sometimes I don't, I fail to take initiative and don't really jump into leadership roles. And I'm like, for the other two, I just like paused for maybe two or three minutes. And she's like, we can move on. I'm like, yeah, that's probably a, a good idea. My weakness is coming up with weaknesses, clearly. Um, and yeah, after all that, that was like not an interview I was stoked about. The whole Bolivia thing threw me off, but I guess they must just like, it's just a company that just like screens applicants, asks them these basic questions and then like tells the company if they're a good fit or not which I don't know what information they would have gained from the questions they asked me. Like they didn't ask me anything about like my work history or like what kind of, you know, what kind of stuff I know, what kind of stuff I want to do. It was all just very like, you could apply these questions to any job. Um, and also when I'm doing an interview, I want to like talk to people from the company and like, I'm kind of interviewing them, you know, I want to find out what the vibe is, you know, what kind of people work here. Um, so yeah, that was, that was a, not a super sick interview, but then having this Clintar the day after, uh, worked out very well worked out very well and then another interview I thought it was on Wednesday but it was actually for the following Wednesday next week so I had to go ahead and cancel that but at the end of the day we are employed we had our orientation today like I said I've got a little training shift Sunday morning um, like a three-hour thing go like kind of learn how our route works go meet some of the the foremen and like they're gonna teach us how to drive the tractor because that's uh, the position I took they had a job as just a a tractor driver so I'm doing like sidewalk salting that's the, that's what they're hiring for all the plowing positions were filled um, which salting you actually get more work because you don't it doesn't require snow it just needs like precipitation and below zero for it to freeze so you have the little sidewalk tractor that you can drive on that pays 22 an hour then there's like the hand shoveling people that are just always like using you know snow blowers and hand salting hand shoveling that paid 26 an hour then they're like, and we have this like float position, which is a combination of the two. You kind of fill in where it's needed, and that's twenty four an hour. And I was like, okay, give me the give me the float position because I want to kind of do both things, but I also want like the little bit extra pay. And I figured the difference between twenty four and twenty six bucks an hour for like two months of work is not huge, but the difference between twenty two and twenty six bucks an hour is pretty big. So glad I could split that difference. Um, and it was kind of cool in the orientation because it kind of seems like they're already giving me more responsibilities than the other people that were in there. Like we were going over the training modules we had to do and everyone else had like five training modules. Like Aaron, we gave you eight though. Cause you said you're like curious and like doing more things. I'm like, okay, that's cool. 
Um, then I have to like, yeah, gonna meet extra people and yeah, I think I'm gonna fit in well at this company. Um, excited to do it. It's gonna be it's working at nights, like 1 a.m. is usually your shift time, and they try and give you like a 12 hour heads up. So that is gonna be an adjustment for sure, working overnight. But I think it's gonna be such a short period of time, like I said, that till I gotta go back to Westmount, which I can go back earliest in March. Um, but if this Clinton thing's going well, it, it can carry me through to like April. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what else to say about the, the whole work thing. That's all sorted out. That's part of the good news. That is part of the good news. Um, I guess I guess we got to go on to the bad news next, which is uh, not something I'm stoked to talk about, kind of bummed about it. But uh, as you heard in a couple podcasts, you know, I was seeing someone. Um, things were going, in my eyes, they're going really well uh, up till Christmas. I saw her like just the day I got rear-ended uh, was the last day I saw her. And we were like, I felt like we got really close. Things were going really well. We were talking a lot. And then it's just like Christmas came and went, New Year's came and went, and it just, I never, I never saw her again. Uh, we, you know, I was trying to like plan things with her because she said, hey, we should try and do something. And I was like, cool. And I was just like throwing out ideas and they're just getting shot down constantly for like two or three weeks. And like, she's getting less responsive on text. She's getting less responsive on Snapchat. So I'm like, what's, man, what's going on here? My, my head's a mess not knowing what's going on. I'm a guy who really needs communication. And if I don't have like a clear understanding of what's going on, I'm just running through all the kinds of scenarios that's just of like what's happening. And it's just a, I'm an overthinker. I'm an overthinker for sure. And yeah, I was a, I was a mess for the past few weeks. Still kind of a mess, honestly, up upstairs. Um, but she uh, she talked to me on Tuesday and we had a, a little back and forth over WhatsApp. And she's just pretty much like, yeah, my, my life is just too crazy right now. I don't really have room for a relationship. She's got, you know, the new job and hockey and her dog. And it's just, uh, she's got a lot going on. She can't really commit the time to me. And she feels like that's really unfair to me. You know, I, I tried to fight and be like, hey, you know what? Like if we could, if we only just like text and Snapchat, we can, you can build a relationship that way. Still like stay close to each other. But uh, no, she wasn't, she wasn't interested in that. So uh, she called it off on Tuesday and uh, like, we're still gonna be friends. We'll see. I'm, I'm probably the thing is I'm a kind of guy that like, takes a long time to move on because i'm also like a kind of guy that takes a long time to get into someone um so like i'm totally down to be friends with her but i also like i'm gonna want to text her a lot still and like snapchat her a lot still and then every time we do that i'm gonna like overread into all her messages and like you know i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna like give myself false hope and it's, it's not gonna be good for myself so i think I think what I gotta do for myself is just kind of like you know take a little break take a little spacer from her you know, let things kind of settle out. Maybe her life will get less crazy and then she'll want to pick things up and try again. Because like I said, they were going well. I don't think I did anything specifically. She didn't say it was anything specifically about me. I don't, I don't have any qualms with her. Like, I really respected her for how she handled things and, like, you know, told me uh, very gently that uh, it's not going to work out uh, purely because of, like, her schedule and that. So, you know, I don't want to put too much hope into the future that, like, things will ease up for her and then we can kind of, like, pick up where we left off um but yeah then i'm also kind of like i don't know i don't want to go and look and find someone else and then find out she wants to i don't know it's uh yeah like i said i'm a mess i'm a mess but i'm not like uh i got the blues i got the blues i'm not totally depressed and destroyed about it but it, it just it sucks it's a bummer i was really into this girl i thought we had something and it just it turns out you didn't so i do have lucky horseshoes when it comes to like work and that stuff in my life do not have lucky horseshoes when it comes to relationships and women i've had no no success in my well i mean sarah and i dated for three years that was success but like not a lot outside of that i've had one long-term relationship and then just a bunch of just failed starting and stops so 
clearly I'm doing something wrong. You know, I thought I thought I was doing it right. Maybe I gotta look into myself and see uh see what I can change here. And uh, yeah, so that's how that's going. I don't know. So you probably won't hear about that. Uh, I mean, you're not gonna hear about the girl I'm seeing anymore. So that's what that's why because there is no more uh, girl I'm seeing. Yeah, I think I'm gonna stick to another kind of shorter podcast here. I gotta. Like, I just, I'm glad I got this one coming out because I really wasn't going to do a podcast this week. But I'm like, if I just get back to the weekly routine, then it'll get easier to like start planning out more podcasts and, uh, you know, doing more consistent things. Um, so, yeah, just bear with me for the, the early year. I've got to learn how to podcast again. I've got to learn how to put this all together. I don't know how entertaining these will be for a while. Um, the third thing I want to talk about, and this is something I did not want to talk. I had a dream last night that I, I shared this news. And uh, it did not go well in my dream. I got a lot of anger and hatred. <laughs> so I don't know what that's like. My internal my internal systems are telling me don't do this, but I feel like I should. And um, as you know, I, uh, I quit drinking in 2021. And uh, on New Year's, I was at my 500 days of sobriety. And I was feeling really good. And I was like, my life's in a better place now. I'm like, a, I'm a lot more clear headed. You know, I'm a, I'm a different person. I'm not in a job I hate. I'm not living at home. I'm not, you know, I don't have, I had no hobbies before that it was just drinking. And uh, yeah, I was in a really bad place when I had to quit drinking. And I was like, you know what? I'm, I've made a lot of positive steps in my life. I feel like I'm a different person. So on New Year's, I decided to, uh, you know, sharing the drinks with, uh, with all my friends. And, you know, they were definitely hesitant. As like when I first mentioned, like, I feel like I want to have a drink tonight. They're like, no, you, you shouldn't though. No, you shouldn't. I'm like, yeah, but I, I don't know. I've never, I haven't had a craving for alcohol until like this this night like I'd been fine watching people drink for 500 days and like had no issue but then on just New Year's I was just yeah I was like I I, I really feel like I can do this I feel like I can control it I feel like I have a handle on it and like a better grasp of my life so yeah I did uh broke the sobriety on New Year's and it went fine it went fine no blackout didn't wasn't belligerently drinking you know had a, a big control on it like when I felt like I had I had enough I had stopped um and I would like we've had uh, some drinks on the weekend since then, and it's all been fine. You know, no, uh, the main thing is I'm not waking up feeling ashamed and depressed, which is what was happening a lot when I was drinking back in the, the younger days, back when I was like a 24 year old, just waking up in bed, not wanting to get out of bed and not wanting to look at my phone. But uh, I've been I've been good on it. I've had it. I've got it under control. I'm not uh, I'm not craving it. So uh, I think I'm gonna be fine. But like I told everyone, just to, you know, keep an eye on me. You know, if you feel like I'm getting out of control, just let me know. Tell me to stop. And uh, yeah, it hasn't come to that point yet. Uh, Chris has said, like, yeah, you know, um, you're doing well. You're not, you're not scaring us. Uh, you're handling it. So uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Keeping the the casual drinks going. It is nice to like kind of share a drink with your friends. You know, have a have a nice little night. But uh, just want to make sure you're not relying on it and not just like replacing. You know, just like trying to fill, like I, I'm not just gonna drink because I'm upset that the girl like doesn't want to see me. That's not, it's not a, it's not gonna help. That's gonna make things worse, and that's probably gonna make me like text if I'm drinking because of her. Then I'm gonna want to text her, and it's just, it's gonna make it way, way worse. So, we can't do that. But uh, yeah. So tonight, actually, I think Derek and I are planning to to go to Uptown, and uh, have some a little bonding time. Just the just the boys here. Give uh, Chris and Andrea the house to themselves, and we'll go out into uptown and do you know check out a couple pubs have some drinks uh should be a good time give derek and i a chance to you know get to know each other better the new roommates and uh i'm looking forward to it 
It's a Dirk's a great guy. Looking forward to talking to him more and getting more comfortable with him because it is like when we drink, it's easy to talk, and then when we're not drinking, it's a lot harder to like dive into conversation because you don't have that like little liquid courage. But we're getting there. So uh, yeah, that's what my night's gonna look like tonight. Um, hopefully, no more no crazy stories uh, coming out on the next podcast because I mean I, haven't, I guess I haven't drank in public uh, in a long time. Uh, just we've just been having drinks at the house. And uh, that kind of leads into a, a one story I wanted to share, one little, one little fun story. When I, when I got the job offer on Wednesday, we were like, okay, let's have a little celebration. Let's have some drinks. So we did. We got a little silly. Um, and that, like, midnight, we all got really hungry, just uh, Chris, Derek, and I. And we're like, we want McDonald's. We really want burgers. So we put on our winter clothes, walked out the door, and went for, like, a, it's like a 20-minute walk to the McDonald's uh, around here. And, of course, if you... You know, we got to McDonald's and the dining hall is closed. It's a 24-hour drive-through, but as walk-in, you you're SOL. We couldn't get in. You can't walk through the drive-through because it's like a, a hazard that you get hit by a car and they they'd be liable for it. So we're kind of you know putzing around in the parking lot like shit. What do we do? We saw a guy on a bike with like an Uber Eats bag on the back. I'm like, eh, okay, yeah, that that wouldn't work. We can't go get a bike. And then a car just happened to pull in them back into a parking spot as we're like looking o- over that way, and we're like why not i guess you know let's just let's just go see what's going on with this guy so we kind of wa- walk over to his car like trying to like not be intimidating like three guys walk up to a car in the middle of the night in the parking lot so we're like you know smiling and waving like trying to like look as docile and friendly as possible and the guy rolls down his window like kind of like confused what's going on and we're like hey would you do us a massive favor and he goes what and we're like we came here for mcdonald's and we can't get in because the dining room's closed we were wondering if you would go through the drive-thru with one of us and we can buy food in the drive-thru and we'll get you whatever you want. Like, no no worries. Just get whatever you want. And he's like, thinks about it for a minute and goes, no, it's okay. I, I want to help you guys. I want to help you guys out. And we're like, really? That's amazing. Um, So he like cleans out his backseat so Derek and I can get in the backseat. Chris rides shotgun with him. And uh, he takes us to the drive-thru and we find out he's a, he's an Uber Eats driver. He's from Yemen. He's been driving. Um, he's not, I mean, he's been living in Waterloo for like, 12 years or something he's like the middle child of 10 brothers and sisters um and he's just an absolute gem of a guy he's like uh this has happened to me before you know you come to get mcdonald's you can't get the drive-thru so like i want to help you guys you seem like good guys um yeah so we go through the drive-thru we get our food and we like thank him we i they i guess they told us to park out until the order's ready so we parked and we were just like chatting with him in the car and then the manager comes out with the, the bags of food. So I'm like, I'll get it. I got it. No problem. And I sprint over, like grab the two bags and we're about to leave. And he's like, all right, see you guys. It's been real. And last minute, cause like, no, that's his bag. That's his Uber Eats order. I look at us, like the receipts on the outside, like, oh shit. So I had to run back, give him his Uber Eats bag. And then we part ways once again. Um, so we start walking away. Uh, we kind of leave the parking lot and get to the road. And then he, he rips up again, like pulls over to the curb and says, guys, come on. My, my delivery is close. I'll drive you home. Like, no way, man. What a legend you are. So we all get in the car. We do do his delivery like two minutes away. And uh, our house is then from there, like two or three minutes away. It wasn't far at all. Um, And then like as we're driving, I'm like, hey, do you have like Instagram or Snapchat or anything? Like we can get in touch with you and like, thank you. And he's like, yeah, I got Snapchat. So I give him my phone and let him type in his Snapchat account. And I'm like, sweet, this is awesome. We're, when we get home, we're going to send him a picture of us enjoying the food and like thank him. You know, what a legend you are, Sherma. And, uh... As we're driving back home, I'm like, hey, put on your favorite song. And you put on this song, Lava Lava by Lava Lava. Uh, if you want to look it up, I guess it's like a, a South South African band or something. And that was his favorite song, so we listened to that, and that was cool. 
Uh, and then he dropped us off at home. We go inside, sit down in the basement, get our food, take a nice picture, and I go to send it to our boy Sherma, and he's not in my contacts. So he must have just searched it, but he never added himself, and then when I like closed the app, that search went away. So we were like, okay, did anyone remember his name? And like, oh yeah, it was, I think, I'm pretty sure it was this. So I searched that account, add it, have not heard from it since. So he just, he's just gone as quickly as he, as we met him, you know? But uh, an absolute legend, we're gonna have to try and order Uber Eats McDonald's and try and get this guy, like plan out the timings. Cause he lives, he said he lives around us. And like, that's a pretty common spot for him. So that was a, that was a fun, unexpected night with, uh, with him making a new friend. Um, yeah, that's honestly, that's all the stories I got. I wish, uh, I think once I get out to work, I'll start having, leaving the house more, I'll have more stories. But uh, yeah, right now it's still, things are kind of, they're slow, but like I feel like I've got, got I've got a lot going on in my head. That I gotta I gotta figure out mostly about this this girl and like you know keeping myself happy. And I don't wanna yeah. I hope she doesn't listen to this one because I don't want her to feel bad because it's like I'll get over it. I'll get over it for sure. I'm just a I'm just a long recovery period, and uh, I don't want to bother her and like you know overwhelm her because like I said she's got a lot going on in her life, so I don't want to make things weird. I was a little I saw today on Snapchat that we're no longer BFFs. We're just BFs and that honestly it stung a little bit. It's like, oh man, it went from going from a heart beside her name to just a little smiley face that kinda that bummed me out. But uh, you know, it is what it is. Life goes on. I'll I guess I'll you know, keep looking, keep your chin up, keep going. I did uh I messaged Sarah I'm like, cause this relationship I was in, I was like, this is very eerily similar to what happened with us. Except I'm Sarah in this initial scenario, and she she's me. And then uh, I was like, well, based on the trajectory these are going, the next step is that she's gonna break up with me over text because that's what I did. And she was much more graceful than I was, handled it much better. Um, yeah. So I don't know if we keep together, you know, keep keep chatting. Maybe things will work out. Maybe not. Again, no pressure. Hopefully you're not listening to this. I don't know. I sound like a creep, but I don't want that to happen. Um. Yeah, other than that, Chris said I could put some paintings up on these walls. So I got some I got some sticky pads that are like made for painted walls, which won't like peel any of the stuff off. So hopefully in the next podcast you get to see my my art walls back up behind me. Um Yeah, honestly, maybe that's maybe that's what I call it here. I really don't know what else to talk about. That's the that's kind of the four things that have been going on with me. Just a little little teaser to keep you guys posted in the podcast, a little twenty minute episode just a quick quick air quick a quick air sure that's what we call it so uh yeah sorry for these like really short episodes guys i'm i'm trying to you know i got a lot of things to sort out here and i just want to keep you guys in the loop and then hopefully get back to like some better more published podcasts uh but yeah for now uh thanks for listening as always you know feel free to reach out i'm looking i'm looking for people to talk to i need to i need to use my phone for more than one person so yeah Thanks, guys. I appreciate you as always. Again, sorry for the short episode. Just a broken record here. But, uh, yeah, that's all I got. Aaron, out. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed your stay. Now take what you learned and have a great day. Ariel.
damn it feels good to air out.